This is the author. 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 Penguin Random House Audio presents. This is the author. This is the author. This is the author. Writing a book is hard. Narrating your audio book is, well, we'll let the author tell you about it. Today in the studio. Hello, my name's Jim Stengel. I was inspired to write this book, Unleashing the Innovators. Because I love big companies, I worked in one for 25 years, and in my consulting practice, company after company I meet is struggling with culture change, and revitalization, and growth, and energy, and risk, and dealing with fear of failure. And many of them were using startups to try to kind of put new energy into the company. And yet, I didn't think there was a playbook for that. There were not stories. There were not best practices. There was nothing to guide a company that wanted to up its game in this space. Many years ago, I was a chief marketing officer at Procter and Gamble. Google was a startup, and I partnered with Google, and I thought they could teach us something, and we could teach them something. And we did an employee exchange, and the energy from that employee exchange on both sides, at the startup Google and at Procter and Gamble, was simply overwhelming. The lessons, the energy spread through both companies, and I thought, "Wow, something is going on here that is really exciting and productive." It was fabulous to research it. I'm sorry it's over. It was the best project. The stories that came out of it were wonderful, and I think we have a playbook to help leaders in big companies lead culture change and leveraging their partnerships with startups to do that. Narrating the audio book was a joy, and it was a, a joy that came with some pain. I really did want to narrate this book myself because I wanted my voice into it, my passion, my energy. I did not narrate my first book, Grow, and I always regretted it. And I've heard from many readers that they bought the audio book and they said, "Jim, I expected you." I never want to disappoint a reader. I think it's the greatest gift for an author to have someone read your book. I felt passionately about this subject, but it was hard. It was hard to keep your attention, your passion, your energy over the many hours of reading it. It's different from a conversation you might have with someone about the book. But I loved it. I would do it again in a minute, and it was a wonderful experience with all the people that I worked with doing it. They were all absolutely dynamite. As I did this audio book, I ran into words that I see every day in a way, but I don't say them aloud much. So there were a lot of words that once I said them, my director Jessica and I said that didn't quite sound right. Even things like is it ogling or oogling? You know, of course it's ogling. I said ogling, and then this book has research from all over the world, so there are a lot of complicated names. And you don't want to get someone's name wrong, so I had to call the companies. I thought I knew the names, so and there's a lot of technology in this book, obviously, because there's a lot of companies in the tech world and also the healthcare world. So there's a lot of technical phrases in the book, and you want the reader to be able to hear them, process them without too much work. And so getting those right and getting those smooth was challenging. The thing I am most excited for listeners to hear is how the book closes. Chapter ten and eleven are about the new leadership needed and the call to action for the reader. And I felt—I mean, I think the whole book came from my heart. 
but I think especially those two chapters, I feel very personal about it. I tell several personal stories. And actually, as I was recalling the Facebook story, I got a bit nostalgic as I was reading it, so it especially came from the heart. I'm really happy I narrated this book myself, but if I couldn't have done it, who would I have liked to have done this book for me? You know, I think Beth Comstock at GE would have been amazing. She's lived this as well as I have, and she would have read this from the heart. GE has, obviously, several key stories in the book. David Kidder, the founder of Bionic, passionate about helping big companies. He's an entrepreneur himself. He would have brought tremendous energy to this. And Tim Armstrong, who was the original guy at Google who I partnered with to do an employee exchange many years ago, which was one of the inspirations for this book. He also works with big companies all the time. He was an early employee at Google. He was the CEO of AOL when it spun out from Time Warner. He loves startups. He would have also brought an authenticity and a passion to this, the way David and Beth would as well. So any of those three would have been wonderful but I'm happy I did it myself. I have a lot of fond memories as a child. I was one of six kids, and I was in the middle, and I was a real voracious reader as a child. I loved sports, and I loved reading, and I loved reading about sports and many other things. You know, I read all of the Hardy Boys, Chip Hilton, Tom Swift when I was real young, a big reader of Mad Magazine, which my father always kept taking away and replacing it with Tom Sawyer. But I had two younger brothers and a younger sister, and we grew up in a small house, you know, six kids, one bathroom. So nighttime was pretty special. I remember going into my younger brother and sister's room. They were in twin beds and just sitting on the side of the bed and reading almost anything to them aloud you know, some of the uh, book series like Chip Hilton and the Hardy Boys and Nancy Drew. But we also just told stories, you know, someone inspired by something that's happening in uh, the neighborhood or something that's happening on TV. And, you know, kids that age like superheroes. So I would often take a superhero and just riff on that and tell stories at their bedside about the superhero. I'm a father. I have two children. We read aloud to both of them. They both have great imaginations now. And when Harry Potter first came out, the series, we were living in Europe and I was working for P&G. And we had to get the British version. We had to get the first ones. And my wife read that entire series aloud to our children. And they hung on every word. The last audiobook I listened to was Bruce Springsteen's new book, I like Bruce a lot. I've been listening to him for years. I've been to many of his concerts. But I probably would not have bought the audiobook myself. Actually, I have the audiobook and the book. My wife got them for me, and hearing his voice tell his story is pretty special. And it's a remarkable book, by the way. I was very, very pleasantly surprised. And his upbringing is not dissimilar to mine in terms of the kind of neighborhood we grew up in and the kind of people that surrounded us. So I identified a lot with the early parts of the story. And also, I was just struck hearing in his voice the vulnerability of his career and how long it was before there was any security. And he continued to be so creative and productive and hardworking at a time when he really was trying to make ends meet, even after he was famous. 
So to hear that in his voice with those memories was a treat. Tune in next time to hear what happens when another author is in the studio. This is the Author is a production of Penguin Random House Audio. Thank you for listening.